Welcome to Matinee with Matt, the ultimate rendezvous for all things entertainment. My name is Matt Kreeth, a film critic, and I'm joined weekly by my husband, Michael. Not so much a film critic. So grab your popcorn as we dive headfirst into the world of movies, TV shows, books, and beyond. Welcome, everybody, to a remixed episode of Matinee with Matt. That is Matinee with Michael. Hello. I knew one day you'd take over this show. <laughs> I'm going to file the change of the LLC uh, to my name. No. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm still kind of in the midst of, um, well, Oscar nominations and uh, the Sundance Film Festival is still going on. So um, I have gotten back from Park City, but I'm still watching uh, some of the movies that I didn't catch in person. I can watch online. So I'm uh, just still kind of uh, in the middle of that. It's been a really fun, fun couple of weeks. Um to say the least. So you're physically back from Park City, but mentally and spiritually, you're still in <laughs> still Park City. Still in Utah. <laughs> in very snowy Utah. What was the coolest thing you saw in Park City? So far, of the movies that I've watched, Freaky Tales was really good uh, with Pedro Pascal. He plays kind of a supporting role in it, but he's probably the bigger name that's in it. Um, it takes place in the 80s in Oakland, California, and it is, I, I hesitate to say supernatural because I don't think that's really the right word, but... Is it like ghosts? Um, no, it's just more like freaky, it's freaky tales, so it's like freaky things that keep happening to like some of the people living in Oakland, California, but they're all like interconnected stories, and uh, it's just very interesting. It's It's from the same... Uh, directing duo as as um, Captain Marvel, um, oh. so it's, it's really it's very interesting. It's very fun. Is there any like CGI or like yeah? Action there's things? like a little bit of that, but it's all just kind of. I don't want to give away too much, but it's all uh, done in very like small ways, like green lightning and like that kind of stuff, like little effects. It's not necessarily okay. CGI, but just like little effects here and there. It's very cool. Are they interconnected like the movie Crash? Kind of, yeah, but, you know, a little less well, like, yeah. racist. <laughs> that's true. But, a little I mean, lighter. actually, that's not true. There's a whole Nazi element to, um, a skinhead element to Freaky Tales, so... I guess it kind of is a little bit like Interesting. Crash, but uh, um, yeah, every commentary. story is a social commentary for sure, especially for that that time period. There's some characters that play real people. Um, some characters are completely made up. It's uh, it's very interesting. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Does it have just, well, okay, then movie festival, like problem number one, does it have distribution? Um, I believe it does. Uh, don't quote me on that. But on that note, there have been some movies I've seen that were acquired like right after I saw them. Um, movie A Real Pain, uh, which is kind of like a dramedy uh, with Jesse Eisenberg, who wrote, directed, and stars in it. Um, and Kieran Culkin, who just won the Emmy for Succession. They're both the stars of it. Um, that was acquired for $10 million, I think, uh, from, I believe it was Searchlight, um, acquired them. And there's some, there, the, every day there's like another new acquisition that, that keeps kind of hitting the news. So I don't know about Freaky Tales off the bat, but I can uh, look that up. Well, you got that, some time to look it up. Exactly. Yeah. Put a pin in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Oscar noms. Yeah. So Oscar yes. noms and sun or yeah, Sundance. What is your immediate take on the Oscar noms? Overall, I think I would probably say like 85 to 90% of expectations kind of became reality with the Oscar nominations. So I think you hate most, women and Barbie jackals. Oh, uh, that what I was going to say is the 10% is what's kind of gone viral since they came out on Tuesdays. Just, you know, the Greta Gerwig of it all, not not getting nominated for um, Best Director and Margot Robbie not nominated for Best Actress. Although I keep trying to tell people who have texted me and complained about it that they're still going to the Oscars. They're both still nominated for other Academy Awards in different categories. Um, Greta Gerwig... She- yeah. Greta Gerwig is nominated for the screenplay for Barbie that she okay. wrote with Noah Baumbach, um, her husband. Um, America Ferreira, who is a supporting role in it, was nominated for an Oscar. Ryan Gosling was nominated. And Margot Robbie is nominated as the producer for Best okay. Picture on the on the movie. So, yeah, they're not nominated in categories everybody kind of expected them to be, but they still get to go and they still get to have the chance to maybe take home an Oscar. Yeah, but they're not nominated in the, like, if you were on a group project and you were like the leader, like, and you, like, you would be nominated for your direct impact and effort. They're, these are yeah. kind of like, the screenplay probably obviously wouldn't be here if she didn't write I mean, it. But. To me, I, yes, of course. I, I would have loved to see Greta Gerwig nominated in Best Director, but her words are still nominated. Um, she has a very good shot of winning the Oscar for uh, that screenplay. Uh, Margot Robbie, who was the driving force in hiring Greta Gerwig and really putting a lot of this movie together. A lot of this was Margot Robbie's idea. Um, and she's nominated as a producer, which is a newer role for her in the last few years. And she gets nominated for an Oscar for it. So that's, you know, I think that's very worthwhile. Do you think Margot Robbie is transitioning to the second phase of her like move Hollywood career? Because like, I wonder if she's going to stop, like, if she's going to stop acting and she's going to just, cause she did Saltburn, she did this, like, right. Is she gonna, are we going to see her behind? That's the word. Are we going to see her behind <laughs> the camera? I'd love to see what her vision would be like as a director. As a producer, I feel like she's following the like Reese Witherspoon model of kind of going after projects she's excited for and and might star in as well. But like you said, she's she produced Saltburn, which a lot of people kind of forget. And the entire reason that movie came to be is because of her. So it's it's very interesting. What's more interesting to me on that kind of front is Emma Stone, who was nominated for Best Actress for Poor Things. She's also nominated as a producer for Best Picture because she produced Poor Things as well. Oh, she Um, did both. Okay. Yeah. And she is only the second person in history to, uh, second woman in history to be uh, nominated for Best Actress and as a producer of the same Best Picture nominee. Um, Francis McDormand was in, in Nomadland. Uh, and she all roads so. lead back to Francis McDormand. I, I love it. Like this podcast becomes a Francis McDormand like <laughs> podcast very quickly. But... I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. Francis, um, girl, we want so to talk to you. I think that's pretty cool. Um, Coleman Domingo, who was nominated for um, Rustin as Best Actor, he's only the he's only the second um, out nominee for Best Actor. Um, uh, to play a, a gay character and that um, Ian McClellan was um, first for Gods and Monsters in the 90s 
you know, we have Jodie Foster and Annette Benning who got in for NIAD, which I saw NIAD in Toronto last year and thought for sure walking out that they'd be nominees. And it, it, they weren't on everybody's list, but for some reason they just stuck with me. So I was glad to see they got nominated. I, I agree with most of them, I, with most of the nominations for sure. And this isn't the first time that there have been Oscar upsets. Like, no, I mean, when the people one text that... you, when people text you about it with their frustrations, do you <laughs> tell them, yo, I don't vote in that? I, yeah, I voted for Critics' Choice, and they were not people. Exactly. Sorry about it, but um, and uh, anyway, yeah, I, I I always think about like with it's a very different scenario with Barbie because of what Barbie kind of stood for and what the what the characters kind of evolved in that movie, talking about the patriarchy and whatnot. It's ironic that Greta Gerwig and Margot Robbie aren't nominated in the categories that they thought they would be nominated in. Um, but like this always happens. We have ten best picture nominees and five there slots. Are so many. Yes. Why ten for best picture and five for director? So five of them, in theory, would not make it in the director category. It just is that simple. Um, is that the same it, for the? Are there only five? Because I, when I was reading the Vanity Fair article of the releases, I was like, yeah. I kept scrolling, and I was like, Best Picture. Why are there so many? Are there only five in every other category, though? Yeah, like the same correct. for act. Okay, correct. Well, Best then Picture is the only one that allows for more than five. Yeah. Why? Um, well, they used to do five. I think we might have talked about it on here before, but they used to do five. And when The Dark Knight in um, in whatever two thousand eight wasn't nominated for best picture a lot of people kind of thought it should have been but because there were only five slots it didn't get nominated obviously that's a snub whatever um and so the next year the academy actually voted and allowed for more than five nominees in the best picture category ever since then and so for the last like 15 years we've had more than five nominees it can be up to 10 and more than five so some years it could be eight nominees. Um, some years it could be six. Uh, this year it's 10. So yeah, it's, we get what yeah. up to 10 and more than five. I know. Years. I'm just explaining the rules. Um, the, I hate that rule. I think that's dumb because you are going to always end up with upsets like this. Yeah. And I think and the, honestly, the, yeah. The larger one prior to this that I can think of off the top of my head is um, when Argo was nominated for Best Picture and won Best Picture, Ben Affleck, who directed it, wasn't nominated for Best Director. And that was a big kind of snub at the time. Um, very different than the optics of Barbie and Greta Gerwig not getting in as, as a female director. But, um, you know, there there have been snubs like this in the past, especially with the yeah. 10, 10 movies in Best Picture kind of rule. So, um, wow. yeah. But they're the still Oscars nominated. I'm still glad to see yeah. them. They'll still be there. So, yeah. When are the Oscars? In March. I think it's March 10th, right? During South by, unfortunately. Okay, cool. So everybody tune in. Well, I yeah. mean, in the same vein of Barbie and all things girl. <laughs> the... Take it away, Michael. <laughs> uh-huh. Welcome to Matinee with Michael. <laughs> now we're going to talk about, we're, we're doing a throwback all the way to 2017 plus a bit of reality TV and the Bravo universe uh, for our conversation today. But I recently was on a girl's trip in 
Miami for a friend's birthday. <laughs> what an experience. I, I mean, I guess I, I can't say it too shocked because this is not the first girls trip I have been on. Have you been on a girls trip before? I have been on several Vegas trips that have been all all girls. That is for sure. Um, I, you know, as the token gay, what can you say? You kind of yeah. get invited sometimes and, you know, they're your best friends. I you want to go. I mean, and I love an invite. So, okay. yeah. But like we floated the river before on a girls trip. I mean, we've, we, yeah. you and I have joined forces on girls trips before. <laughs> <laughs> It was wild. And we talked about that trip on this trip because some of there was some <laughs> Our Texas cross, floating some river overlap. Trip. Yeah, there was some overlap uh, of attendees to both. Um, well, did you have fun on the girls' trips you went on? Yeah, God, I love them. I mean, but, you know, from what you're probably about to say is they can get wild. They can get... They like, do get wild. In a, in a very fun way. I mean, it's not, you know, you want to go because they get wild, but you're... As a as a as a guy, I will be honest. Sometimes uh, it throws me for a loop of what these girls like to do uh, <laughs> on girls trips and what they uh, how they behave with their besties on girls trips. So I well, feel like you want to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> well, you're the only like you have got comparison from your guys trips and girls trips when we and, go to uh, baseball games. And, yeah. And saloons. And yeah, very different. I'll say vibe. The, the one thing that probably sticks out the most to me is, well, a the amount of female nudity. I think uh, I think guys trips probably wish there was that same amount that is on a girls trip. Um, but it, it's not, and I don't say that in like a stripper gross kind of way. Mm -hmm. I say it in the fact that what like watching all of my friends like be together, they're so generous with each other um, because you will be getting ready for dinner and then everyone meets in one hotel room and the outfit that you walk into the hotel room to prepare to go to dinner may not be the outfit you walk out to go to dinner in. and so like <laughs> they're constantly like sharing and changing clothes and jewelry and shoes and like it was i was thinking to myself while i was just sitting there waiting to go to dinner um because you're a guy that, and you got ready in 20 minutes yeah, you're wearing jeans I'm wearing, and a button down I'm wearing black jeans and a black t-shirt and some Jordans. And I'm like, does anybody want to borrow my shoes? Yeah. It's so funny though, because, you know, you pack for the things that you want, but then, you know, we get there and the girls start like unpacking and going through their suitcases and everyone's like, oh, that's cute. And they're like, yeah, you can wear it or you can be into them. Like, it's amazing that, you know, you're with all of your friends and you packed in a carry-on, but now you kind of have the dress options as if you checked a bag so i think that was uh it's really fun and sweet to see and everybody getting ready and doing each other's makeup and there's like a real sisterhood if you will that <laughs> is um I, I see it in real life it's just like you know full heartwarming and you know kind of like oh this is super fun everyone's like taking care of each other the sisterhood when, of the traveling Dyson Airwrap. Yeah, I mean, everyone like adds, I mean, somebody brought one. And so, yeah, the thing too that I also think is probably different from a guy's trip to a girl's trip is the amount of coordination and planning that goes into it. Well, you had a WhatsApp uh, group text going on. Yes, and so beforehand. Beforehand and during. I know that. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's how you share photos and stuff with everyone. 
but the amount of planning and the reservations and dinners and the schedule of events, like I am a, a type A traveler. So if there is an itinerary, I am relaxed. I'm you like, don't hey, cool, say. I know, know thyself. <laughs> but the other part that is fun about girl trips where there is definitely, I think, some cross collaboration between a boy's trip and a girl's trip is the amount of uh, alcohol that gets consumed <laughs> and just like partying and having fun. Ours though was rel like was really tame. Uh, we hung out at the resort and went to a few nice dinners. Um, ordered a bunch of bottles of wine. Um, I will say that's probably the difference is you know we're drinking wine, wine versus years, going to a bar and, and getting you know, and like yeah like liquor or not. But yeah, um, well because everyone's like not everybody but. A lot of people are, you know, have significant others and, you know, we're just, and kids maybe. And yeah. so we're just, you know, can't go too crazy. And I love an early bedtime, but we had one night that was so fun where we went to dinner. It was really great. And then, uh, we came back to the hotel room. It is still relatively early and we decided to watch the heiress tour. And I say decide because obviously I'm like, you seating, put that on. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. it was self-serving and so decided to just like laying around uh singing dan like dancing in the bed just like kicking our like can canning your legs in the bed uh because you know why actually exert the energy of getting up and dancing uh but you know no, we like it was good couch dancing or bed <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and so it was it was so fun and it definitely brought back some some connection to the movie Girls Trip. And now I will say, I want to read you. I mean, you, I know you've seen the movie. We have watched um, that so many times. Multiple times. Because <laughs> uh, it is just, it is hilarious. And so it came out in 2017. It stars uh, Regina Hall, Queen Latifah, Jada Pinkett Smith, Tiffany Haddish, and other people. But I'm just going to list those folks because those are the girls that go on the Girls Trip. But I want to read to you. And they go the, to New Orleans. Yeah, well, spoiler alert. I mean, this is matinee with Michael. <laughs> I can't help Owner. my like uh -huh. nerd fascination with movies that I have all this information just sitting in my head. Okay, well, I want to read the IMDb headline because uh, it was actually pretty funny. So it says, when four lifelong friends travel to New Orleans. Uh, for, do you say New Orleans or New Orleans? I say it wrong. I say New Orleans, but nobody says. I don't feel like that's the right way to say it. It's New Orleans. They no, say like no New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. Who'd have who'd have <laughs> <laughs> You're waiting for it. Okay. Um, just say says, Nola. <laughs> when four lifelong friends traveled to Nola uh, for the annual Essence Festival, sisterhoods are rekindled. Wild sides are rediscovered, and there's enough dancing, drinking, brawling, and romancing to make the big easy blush. Um, I like that part because I mean, we're not allowed to go to New Orleans anymore for legal oh, reasons. We get too drunk. And, we just have too much fun when we're there. But like, so they, that, it's obviously the city. The city does it to you yeah. because yeah, they, not like, our, the headlines, no, alcoholism. Not. It's the city that does it to us. <laughs> I here have been a victim of New Orleans uh, captive <laughs> captive take on, you know, partying it up. But yeah. we did not make the Big Easy blush by any means. The Big Easy was probably like, 
girls yeah get out of the hotel room and quit watching taylor swift (laughs) but if you haven't seen this movie i i have probably never laughed so hard in a film in a long time i mean since then i have well actually i don't know we were i know dying laughing when we saw that in theaters i'm gonna have to noodle a grapefruit scene alone is like hysterical yeah it's such a great film you've got to check it out and the reason we kind of have tiffany haddish now i mean she was working for a while but this was her big big breakout for sure oh yeah it was and it was so funny when she was telling the story on the uh night shows about how she had a group on and she went with (laughs) will smith and jada megan smith because she had a group on and they didn't know what it was uh God, that is hashtag relatable. Uh-huh. But you got to check it out. They go to New Orleans. Like, they, their friendships are... I mean, their friendships are not really tested, but it just kind of goes to show that, like, everyone's life is going through something and you've got your friends that are around to support you. It was the first African-American written, produced, written, directed to cross the $100 million mark at the box office. I don't think I knew that. And that's awesome. Yeah, According to IMDb, I thought that I was like, wow, that's interesting. I think it made 140 million worldwide. What oh. I was going to say is what I really love about that movie is all of those women are like in their 40s. Like they're not, it's not like girls trip at like, well, you're 20. not too old to go on a girl's trip. No, of course trip not. I'm, I'm not. I'm As just, somebody I mean, in their 40s, I, should I lock okay. you up and keep what you in the I basement? What I appreciate about it is, is that I used to go on trips with all like my guy friends all the time when we were in our 20s and 30s and like. You know, as you get older, like you mentioned, like the girls trip you went on, some of them have kids, some of them are married. Yeah. Like when you get older, it's not every year that you can do this all the time. So it is really cool to see a movie like Girls Trip where they're all like nearing 50, but they're they're still parting it up as if they were in their 20s. And which, how did they address the age? I don't remember how they well, addressed Tiffany the Haddish age. Well, Tiffany Haddish is definitely yeah. younger than the, uh-huh. the rest of them, but I don't know that they do. I don't think that, I don't remember them ever addressing. They just said, like, we're all just friends. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I thought that they did in, like, a funny way, but maybe they didn't. They I don't just, remember, like, but I don't think okay. so. Okay. Yeah. You're right, though. I think if you can, if you can carve out the time and the space to, uh, to do it, like I, I absolutely recommend going on a girls trip that is closer in line to the movie girls trip <laughs> than the next topic of conversation of Bravo's ultimate girls trip. Be like Bastiffany, that and also yeah. older women. <laughs> oh, well, but yeah. like older women and like naughtier and worse behavior. Yeah. Well. It's that old adage of road hard and put away wet. Like these women have seen a lot and don't be crass. I'm not that a lot of people describe that real housewives like that, but I am not the first by the way. Okay. Coined quote him. Uh, put that in the, the byline. Do you have a, I am obviously the one that introduced you to the Bravo universe. You're yes, I was welcome. very against it for a very long time. But, uh, you know, once COVID hit and all we watched was Bravo for a while, I kind of got into it. I mean, we got to thank you, Andy Cohen, for, for doing for doing the Lord's work there on that one. And yeah. I read that book, um, Diamonds and Rosé, or something that was written by all the producers and mm-hmm. some of the people on it. It's really interesting how it truly did shape reality TV. 
uh, the the ideas and the thoughts that they had around. There was always reality TV in the sense of like The Bachelor and like these like that type of reality real TV. world and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, but then oh okay, well never mind then. Real world kind of started what Real Housewives are like, but they Let all don't live in the same moment. house or anything. They all have yeah. their own things. Real Housewives really exists because Desperate Housewives was such a big hit at the time, like in the mid two thousands. Yeah, and then they decided to do like similar vibe type of women but in real life and that's kind of how i feel like it got started it's very much morphed since then um to something else but uh but that's kind of how it started absolutely morphed and reinvented itself and is constantly changing but i think that's why it doesn't necessarily get old uh to me at least no maybe it's my simple you know, maybe our favorite streamer right now is Peacock, and uh, that's where Everything we get to see there. all this stuff. So I know maybe it's just my simple mind, but no. uh, I do I do love the Real Housewives franchise, all of it. I wasn't a huge huge fan of the Ultimate Girls Trip. I'll be honest. There's only been four seasons out uh, so far, and it's the spinoff. For those of you, I say go watch Real Housewives, and I'll tell you my favorite cities here in a minute, but. The ultimate girls trip is almost like this weird reunion of housewives from different franchises that Bravo sends to a vacation. Would you go on a vacation that is paid for by Bravo and filmed like these people did? Only if it was below deck. <laughs> Only no, I would only go on for Below Deck because that's my favorite of the franchises yeah. of Bravo. But this, I mean, I would, I would for this like an Ultimate Girls Trip because um, I think they're only filmed for like a week, right? Like it's only like yeah, a they week go. It is, and so they go to like where is this one again? Where's this newest one? The most recent one is the Roni Legacy folks, and they filmed in Saint Bart. Yeah, same parts. Yeah, is, is it with the THS? I or think. Is it, yeah. I think this is how like Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah, same Barcelona. But it's in Saint Barth. Same Barth. I'm gonna say Barth. Yeah. Okay, anyways, yeah, <laughs> looks great. I think that I think that these islands or vacation destinations should start courting Bravo as like the tourism because yeah. I absolutely want to go there because well, of watching. What was it, it like? Was it the first season of Ultimate Girls Trip or one of the seasons of Housewives that we watched? They went to Turks and Caicos. That's the first season. First of Ultimate season of Girls Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, and so then when we went to Turks and Caicos with your family, we like purposely went to the restaurant that oh, they we went did. to. <laughs> yeah, we did. It was good. And we are probably not the only ones to have done that. And so that you know that is not the truth. We are no. absolutely not the only yeah. ones. And so wouldn't that make sense for, yeah, you're right. Like all these kind of islands to just court Bravo would be like, hey, you can film here. We can we can carve out some space for you. You can stay at this house or this hotel or whatever. And uh, we'll we'll put you up. Like, yeah, I totally would. I mean, I, like I said, I want to go there. I've been to Turks and I think it was beautiful. We went there, but there was one in Thailand. I would totally go there. The Thailand there was one in Thailand. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and tw the season three was in Thailand. Yeah. I would, I personally would not go on a vacation that was being filmed. Being filmed, I, yeah, I don't know about 
that it depends on my role, right? Am I the friend of? Am I like there for one episode and yet I get to stay for a full week without being filmed? They're not going to pay I, for you to go. Well, for you know, a full like, at, at, you on isn't one. there like some friend that's on there mm-hmm. or something? Not on, like, not not on, on Ultimate um, Girls Group. No. Those are yeah. all main cast members. Yeah. I don't And I say I cast because they are cast. If they I wasn't not. important enough, but they like somehow wanted me there for whatever reason and I could just kind of be there, sure. <laughs> like, you I just want to go on a vacation. Well, yeah, I always like traveling. So why not? And if it's paid for, duh. I don't know. I think that there is definitely, and you hear all those stories about people who do go on below deck and then they make and then an they get fired from their job. Yes. And yeah. so it's just too risky. And honestly, though, you've been on, well, okay. So I'll say family trip versus girls trip. Yeah. Girls trip. Guys girls trip. a little more wild. Friend trip. I know. Because I was like, if somebody had filmed us in Turks and Caicos, they'd probably be like, y'all boring. Okay. <laughs> I know. They're like, okay. So this one girl, my sister, uh, she's like, she just reads in the pool all day. And I'm like, well, yep. Yeah, that's what she does. That's what she does. Uh, and then, so yeah, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't make for, we were not going to make great TV, but no. that's why we have to pay. That's for why we have a podcast where nobody can see. <laughs> we got a face for radio. Um, but I just, I don't think I would be able to do it. But leading into Ultimate Girls Trip is obviously these housewives from all the various franchises of Bravo that come together and go on these trips. And it, at the first few Actually, I'm going to say seasons one through three felt forced because they don't they don't overlap on the cities or like they only know each other because of this Bravo universe. So maybe they see them at BravoCon, but they're not friends. Like, and it's hard to squeeze the dynamic that they're looking for for the TV show into a week with strangers because right. you are you are. And here I am just like now talking myself out of this whole thing because I get it is so produced. Producers are feeding them lines, setting up who they need to talk to, what they need to talk about. Because I was like, you spend so much time cultivating and building that relationship. Then the debauchery exists, but it does, it all feels real. I guess what I'm trying to say in this long ass winded explanation is it all just feels really, really forced. But even this newest season. No, okay. that's where I like though. Because I've caught some see, of it with you while you've been watching. Yeah. Season four of the Real Houses of New York legacy cast, they actually took castmates from a variety of seasons. And so there's only one, there's only one pair of women that did not overlap on a season. <laughs> but everybody else. Like, I mean, Ramona was there, Luann was there, uh, Sonia was there. Like, they've been on it since, like, forever. I'm still a little surprised that they keep hiring Ramona. And I say hiring, they get paid for this. It's not like they're just yeah. going on vacation and being films. Like, they do get no. paid for this. They're cast. Um, yeah. And, I mean, and you think they can get SAG-AFTRA or what is the No, they, I don't think that but... they qualify for SAG-AFTRA membership for this, but... You um, know I'm just after that medical insurance they've got. <laughs> but keep going, keep going. Um, I just think Ramona Singer has had a lot of uh, issues. Controversy, yeah, say, controversy the in the last few years. For well, you yeah. know, so I just being I, a racist. Ray, I mean, that's the 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 
first thing that I think comes to mind when people think of her, unfortunately. But so I I am surprised that they keep hiring her only because they Bravo did a good job. I feel like the last couple of years of rooting a lot of that out um, of their shows and trying to not um, if a cast member does kind of show like colors like that, like that they're racist, that I don't um, know. They fire them. They've done that. They fired. Um, I mean, they did it with Dallas. Yeah. They did it, they with, did it with Salt Lake uh, City. Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. They did it with, they kind of did it with New York, but then I think they just blasted the whole cast away right. and then brought in a new cast, which I did like the new New York cast. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I do think that Bravo could. Some of it makes great TV, and so like sure. that's why it's on there. But like, I do, I don't think that it's perfect. No, and you don't want these ladies to all be perfect because no, because the mess is entertaining, right? Um, but uh, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm biased. I just don't like Ramona Singer. I think she's kind of a terrible person. Um, but that's just my own, just two cents. But. Yeah. Because you've personally hung been out victimized with her. by women. <laughs> <laughs> Where is your hand? No, here? I've never met her. I don't know her. I, I've only watched her on TV. But I just, you know, I, from what I've seen, I just don't think that. Ain't and read about her. Yeah, I just don't think that um, she seems like a, a decent person to to talk to or hang out with. But some of these other women know her a lot better, and uh, that's why they get cast. Yeah, and look, I'm not going to close the book on anybody. I think that definitely. I mean, who knows? I'm not also being complacent in my beliefs with it, but I'm like, yeah, I'm right. I'm there with you. And I'm like, homegirl, like you need to change. You need to, to enlighten yourself to, mm-hmm. to this day and age. We don't live in the olden times. So <laughs> I think that that's probably the frustration with, uh, with her specifically. But I mean, there, I, Okay, this leads me to my next like kind of topic of conversation. I'm just also winging this fly matinee with Michael is uh, on the fly. Yeah, um, no outline for this one. <laughs> but um, yeah, you're gonna have to write a description for this. <laughs> um, but um, this kind of leads me to then the next topic of conversation we can chat about our housewives ladies is they go on these shows and your history your skeletons in your closet like they're gonna get exposed Mm -hmm. and i feel like i have lived my life in a relatively clean basic kind of perspective but i i would not ever 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 want to be why does anyone want to be on these shows the paycheck cannot be that great that it's almost like being a politician like running for politics like Like you're back Exactly. Who you who you donated money to in the political election, mm-hmm. what you have done in the past, where you used to work, who you cussed out in the Walmart parking lot. Well, they're not shopping at Walmart, but who you cussed out in the Bergdorf's parking, parking lot. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> why do women still want to be on this show? Um, ask Monica Garcia. I, mean, I know. So like, like I City. ask you. I ask mean, you like you know. <laughs> no, but I think I, I think in one case like Monica Garcia on Salt Lake City right now, the reunions that um, that are happening, you know, it was found out in for those that don't watch Salt Lake, you're missing out because it was one of the best seasons season. I think I've ever. Yeah, this last season has been one of the best seasons I've I've seen personally on reality television, and and I can only imagine for you who have followed the Housewives for a lot longer than I have, really enjoyed it. But she basically in real life was a, a internet troll that somehow found her way onto this show and she was discovered in the last episode in the finale of 
on a girl's trip on um, when they're in Bermuda. Um, Heather Gay kind of uh, discovers a lot of information about Monica and and it's she and blows it's, that can yeah. wide open. <laughs> like I felt like I got hit in the face with uh, like the news that she was like, it is like a can of biscuits. And she's like reality Bontis. And that was Monica's like screen name, whatever you call it, like uh-huh. uh, handle on on uh, profile name on Instagram. And it's uh, it's just funny because I didn't know. Which who, do you I get it? I did not know who Reality Vontis was. Um, Is it a player off of a reality a play of like Von? Like it's really like Cad Von D. I think that's that in my head. That's what the play is off of. Like it's playing. Did off she of, do something? No, but it's just a okay. well-known name and Reality Von T. Like T. Like gossip. Reality Von T. Oh. And then the S E for T's is in like parentheses. Um, it. But when they like announce it on the show, you, it's as if like we're all supposed to know who the fuck Reality Von Tees is. We didn't, but Bravo does an amazing job of showing all of the like Instagram posts and DMs and they all say, that stuff. Like, hold on, like, uh-huh. I'm gonna let me got the receipts. You. <laughs> exactly. Um, and 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 really, she's uh, she seems to be just a an internet troll that got on the show that was cast. Who knows if Bravo knew about that ahead of time or not, but... They claim um, they didn't. Yeah, and that she got on and then was found out. Um, I I just read this morning that um, she is not returning to the show. Um, so, Shocker. Yeah, but that does not because mean... they would have to recast. Like, they... Nobody would want to come with her. So no, none Basically, of for those that women. haven't seen it, um, she was uh, one of, supposedly one of... Well, we kind of in- ruined it for everybody who does well, this is very this is like scandal like even if you didn't watch vanderpump i feel like most people have heard about a lot of this stuff already about okay, so like, carry like, on. yeah like there are they're already like filmed the reunion and all that stuff we're but, sorry if you live under a rock but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. okay keep <laughs> going listening to an episode about real housewives and reality television and girls trips then you should know about so like already but basically um she was one of supposedly one of those that are in charge of this internet troll account on Instagram uh, called Reality Bontis that basically called out mostly Jen Shaw, who's now in prison uh, for a lot of the like crimes and stuff that she committed. Again, but, somebody who went on reality right, TV that with got found out of all of their skeletons. In- <laughs> yeah. Um, what? But she reality, probably would have not gone to Reality Bontis if- also <laughs> did uh, a lot of bad, made a lot of bad posts about the other women that are on yeah. um, on the show. And so that's girl what the controversy is about. Mean girl, like real mean girls kind of stuff with a burn book and everything. But um, I looked Which up, you were worried was going to be. Did you look up if it was a cross promotion? No, I didn't. Because at that point, oh. I was just like, I think it is a cross promotion because she brings a burn it's book not. to it. And it, the mean girls movie it's is out. It's because she's a child. Well, it's if it's not a cross promotion, then it's well timed. <laughs> um, Tina Fey. But, Working hard. Yeah. Tina Fey works hard. I mean, it is all NBC. Well, she was at NBC Universal. So like, yeah, it is. So anyway, okay. um, but, I uh, also I looked up the reality Von T's Instagram account and I was really curious about, you know, just, are they still posting? Who are they and whatever? And they haven't posted since like 2022, which tells me that they basically like, when she right, was right, started filming, like right when she filmed, like I think is when like they stopped posting. Uh, by the way, or they might have deleted a lot of posts from then and in between because, uh, like, 
I haven't followed it or anything, so I haven't looked up to see if yeah, a lot you can't of posts give it another follow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I will say the posts that are on Instagram are vicious. Like they're not nice, really. Like, and it's not like they're just a little mean. Like they're really like disgusting. And what she should have done to cover her tracks better. And here you go, if you're looking to scheme, like she should have. She should have really stuck to her entire plot of Mean Girls with the burn book. <laughs> yeah. And she should have written about herself. <laughs> so take a note from Regina. Take a picture of herself. She's a... Uh, George. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I think, okay. Well, Do right. not trust this bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do... Okay, I'll leave you with this. Uh, I'll, I'll leave... We'll leave our audience with, like, some recommendations. What are... Do you have a top three or a top one favorite cities of Housewives? Um, I mean, I definitely haven't watched it as long as you have, but I appreciate um, Salt Lake City a lot. And you and I have talked about this before um, that there's that. And I think we've mentioned it on this um, podcast before that there's an element of religion that's added to it. That is definitely really interesting, especially because it's the Mormon religion, which I'm not as familiar with as, you know, Catholicism or Judaism or others that um, there's this whole element to it that's very fascinating that some of the women that are on the show have left the Mormon church. Some still attend and still believe in it. Um, So it's a very kind of interesting dynamic with that. Complexity to the plot. Yes. Um, And other than that, um, I'd say probably Beverly Hills just because there's like, celebrities that come on to it all the time there's i do love that there seems to be like anytime they have an event there seems to be like paula abdul was just on an episode of it and jamie lee curtis has been on it before like there's jennifer tilly's been on it a few times this season did we talk about the jamie lee curtis on i don't know if we've had if we've we talked about it we probably did because we talked about the halloween movie yeah because when she was on that episode her charity that she was on that mm-hmm. episode received so many donations and so like it honestly like she fed into dorit's uh explanation the, of the <laughs> chicest wind shine uh and so but hey that's great i i do appreciate when you can use a platform like this trashy tv mm-hmm. and actually like get votes get donations like make for a good cause and for so sure. yeah and okay, also so Salt Lake City, also self-serving yeah. a little bit because um, Halloween was out and she was also uh, totally. campaigning for the Oscar, which she ended up winning. So um, for Halloween, she won. No, she won for everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, it's like <laughs> Halloween. Yeah, Halloween, the newest Halloween, she won an Oscar. <laughs> Best picture. Yeah, get all of your get That's all of your movie news sir. right here at matinee with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. So you well, say what Beverly are your, Hills, yeah, Beverly Hills, and Salt Lake. Salt Lake what are yours? Okay. Uh, those two for sure. Um, I did have a soft spot in my heart for Dallas, just being from Texas. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy that one. Um, and I also like. I really, I liked Stephanie Holman a lot. Like I thought she was. I, I, she's like probably rich as fuck, but like <laughs> I think she still seemed like a really nice woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I do think, I think that's why, but again, I like, you know, people don't tune in to watch like 
nice niceness women. of it. But like, I really thought, I think she probably is nice. I um, I also feel like, because Dallas is no longer on the air, I feel it's like- It's on hiatus. Hiatus for several years. Um, Listen. But what I was going to say is, I feel like a lot of the Dallas housewives were probably a lot richer than some of the housewives on other franchises. Am I wrong on that? I knew, I looked this up. Beverly Hills does have a lot mm-hmm. of really wealthy women on it. Um, but I think Dallas definitely had some sleeper hits on it was, yes, their lives were extravagant and they lived in, I don't even know that really nice part of Dallas. Uh, but they, I, maybe they just, I mean, I don't know though. Some of them were really flashy, like Tiffany Moon trying to show everybody uh-huh. her closet, which is fabulous yeah. like i'm there's no shade there but I, I i think that maybe i think the material items may be more front and center in beverly hills because they're always talking about their birkins and like this right. stuff but i don't know i like I, I, it's i know that stephanie holman and her husband like they're they have an extremely high net worth mm-hmm. and they just built a, like really pretty most pretty house in montana i'm just happy for her i just so like somebody still follows her on social media <laughs> absolutely i still follow her because i i like her i think she's a really kind nice woman i do i genuinely do like i see her lives and the things the videos that she posts she's answering questions behind the scenes about the housewives she just like you can tell she like loves her family I, it i'm down i'm i stand her for sure um okay so yeah, Salt Lake City for sure. Beverly Hills, duh. Brony, uh, Dallas. Uh, I fell off the bandwagon of OC. Um, didn't New really Jersey, you back. like? Oh, yeah. How could I forget? New Jersey. <laughs> Love a comeback story with Teresa Judice going to jail and coming back to TV. So Getting married on TV. And, well, yeah, that was crazy. But no, okay. All right. Well, thank you. For any of you listeners who have not been watching bravo get on it if you don't have the peacock app man this would be perfect intro like perfect space for a, a, for a advertiser peacock advertiser, yeah, yeah peacock <laughs> uh if you don't have the app peacock honestly i shit you not it is probably one of the best streaming it's worth it's worth the money and i just looked it up um out of curiosity girls trip is um well the movie girls trip is not seem to be streaming anywhere it's um, not. I although did that you can Sorry. rent it, I think on Amazon. So just buy it. Do yeah. yourself a favor. We if bought you're it. Like it. It's, <laughs> you're gonna. You are gonna watch it again. Just buy it. But um, really quick before uh, we go on to our go on segment, um, taking it back to our very first episode of this podcast, Crossroads, the movie, which we talked oh. at about the Britney Spears uh, first movie that she was ever in. She that movie was not available to stream anywhere. It was barely available to buy anywhere. And now it is coming to Netflix. Somebody listened to our podcast and decided that that movie should be available. I hope. (laughs) Or do you just think it was like... No, I think Man. that her memoir I don't was think very successful and somebody yeah. decided to put that on Netflix. You know? Yeah. So I was like, I think we only had like a hundred something listens to oh, nobody needs to know that okay well it's all right um everybody check out girls trip check out bravo uh and do yourself a favor you will not regret it this now leads us to the go on segment where one of us educates the other about interesting things in the culture unearthing hidden gems and a little known trivia 
from the world of entertainment. Uh, I am just bogarting the entire show, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to do it again. And my question to you, Matt Kreeth, is do you want to go on a girl's trip? Go on. Do you have something in mind? Well, in January 2024, in an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, Will Packer, do you know who that is? He's a producer, right? He was a producer on the film Girls Trip. Oh, okay. Confirmed that a sequel to the film was in active development with Malcolm D. Lee returning to direct and co-produce. Nice. Now, I don't I don't know what active development means. <laughs> Oh, they probably I, listen if they already have a director and a and the producer user. it means that they are probably developing the script or they have a script already like written and that you know that the the pieces are moving a little bit but it's not pre-production it's not in production yet so it's not like okay. probably in the That's casting phases wondering. yet but with that director returning that he directed the first one so there's uh-huh. no way that at least the core four women that were in that first movie would not return. Like, I imagine that they would. Like, it was a huge success. That's really exciting. I didn't know about that. I mean, it, totally. And um, Jada Pinkett-Smith has discussed in interviews before that she's ready to get the flossy posse back together. <laughs> That's what they call themselves. Um, and has given ideas about either going to Rio de Janeiro or South oh, Africa. Fun. I want, like, I, I will be beside myself <laughs> when this movie gets greenlit. I cannot wait. And even Queen Latifah said that a sequel was definitely happening. Yeah, so, I mean, it was so successful and they seemed to like have a lot of fun making it and promoting it so uh that's really cool i'm glad i really love Mm -hmm. that movie i think it's so funny so i i can't wait to see those women like in brazil (laughs) or somewhere i know (laughs) i it's uh they with vegas being too easy no it's gonna be international it has to be international yeah it made so much money you know they're gonna be like y'all we taking a vacation somewhere yeah and so it's gonna be it'll be great but i I cannot wait to see where that goes and yeah. what happens there. Um, but that is that is what I got. And so thank you everybody again for joining us for this special episode of Matinee with Michael. Uh, <laughs> and if you, you enjoy Michael, this for leading this episode, <laughs> you got it. I mean, it's a little all over the place, but we got there at the end. Uh, but if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, don't forget to hit that like button and subscribe for more. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok uh, at Matinee with Matt to stay up to date on all things film, television, and pop culture. I finally get to say this sign off with this. <laughs> and here we go. Uh, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>